0: Ramadan. Ramadan. Ramadan, Ramadan Nights on al Bayan Radio Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Assalamu alaykum, brothers and sisters and welcome to Ramadan Nights on this 15th nights of Ramadan 1443 after the blessed hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I'm your host, Abu Abdurrahman, and I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear brother, Dee Sheikh Mohammed Dua. Assalamu Alaikum, Sheikh.
1: Wa Alaikum assalam, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you tonight? Alhamdulillah, Allah Ibarik Fiqh.
0: As always, it's good to have you with us.
1: JazakAllah khair, always a pleasure to be here. As
0: it's good to have all our listeners and viewers, wherever you may be watching, whether listening to our app, Wi Fi radios, or watching on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, please share away and share in the rewards. As we said, the sheikh, it's the 15th night. Mm-hmm. Time, you know, we always say it, but time is flying once again.
1: Yeah, subhanAllah. Um, no doubt, sheikh, uh, it's a scary thing um, when you notice time going so quick. Uh, and we say it's scary in the sense that uh, you fear the barakah is being stripped out of our time. time is passing by so quickly and a person can't help but ask himself if he's actually benefited the way that he is supposed to have benefited as compared to the many examples that came before us um, where we see the the barakah that Allah put in their life. Um, People like uh, al Islam ibn Taymi rahimahullah or even Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah, who only lived to such a young age, who passed away, if I recall, at like 40, 40 years old, I think it was. Yeah, mid-40s max, yeah, I think it Imam, was. Imam al-Nawawi. And the amount of uh, yani work he compiled uh, and had written. Um, and many other scholars were the same. It just shows the that Allah actually blessed their time for them. And here we are, we notice time passing by so quick. And uh we question ourselves what have we done with with our time?
0: you know what's interesting this that Ramadan is our life lesson in reality when Allah speaks about it he says and that it's a limited time limited days or restricted days and our lives in reality are restricted
1: yeah
0: limited yeah. so just Ramadan. as Ramadan is thirty days 29 days, yeah. fifteen days have gone halfway almost you can say our lives, Sixty to seventy years, as per the Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu wa A lot of us, 30, 40, 50 years old. No. You know, we're getting closer to, and Allah knows when our deaths. Than we are to, you know, being on this earth. Yeah. So what have we done?
1: Subhanallah. Oh. Definitely. Even Imam Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah he linked the same uh, the the life of Bani Adam to one one month of the moon where he said uh, Bani Adam is like the moon, where he starts off weak, then he grows strong, and then he goes back uh, to weakness. Uh, And like you said, Sheikh, uh, once the person enters his 40s or his 30s or his 50s, it's like he's past that full moon now. He's past that halfway stage. So he's on the journey now to going back to weakness, which is the, the old age.
0: And, and and if the brothers just look outside, they can see the moon, the moon now. It's in the middle of the lunar month. It's no. it's full. It's a badr. No. But if they watch it over the next two weeks, it decreases and becomes, you weaker. know, a weaker, you know, until no. it, you know, it's, it's nothing left. No. And this is our lives. So let's take heed from that, dear brothers and sisters, Charles, and no. benefit from the lesson. Dishaykh, yeah. tonight we have a beautiful topic and a very important topic for all Muslims. Uh, and that is 10 Things Which Wipe Away Sins. Is there any particular reason you chose this topic, Sheikh?
1: Bismillah, um, walhamdulillah, wa wa ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbi wa man ihtada bi amma We chose this topic, Sheikh, uh, due to its importance and its relevance to the month of Ramadan. As we know, um, one of the main purposes of the month of Ramadan is to have our sins forgiven and wiped away and uh, that should be the aim and the objective of every muslim that he finishes the month of ramadan and he has had his uh, sins or her sins cleansed and forgiven for the cleansing of sins and that's a mercy from allah is not limited only to the month of ramadan for the sharia has mentioned a number of points uh, a number of uh, actions which help in having our sins, uh, or at least the uh, the punishment of the sin, uh, removed. Uh, and we will be speaking about ten in particular, because they are ten which uh, Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah uh, mentioned in his Majmu' al-Fatawa. These ten points have actually been taken from Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah's Majmu' al-Fatawa, uh, where he speaks about uh, ten things that. Uh, wipe away or or um, remove the punishment of this of the sins.
0: Oh, excellent. So, inshallah, from my understanding, we'll take five tonight. Bi-ibnillah.
1: Yes, inshallah, we'll be taking five, elaborating on them, excellent. and inshallah next week, if Allah gives us life, we'll take the remaining five.
0: Let's begin, Shaykh, with the first one.
1: طيب. Shaykh Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, in al-Majmu'ah, his book. He said, Al-Mu'minu إِذَا فَعَلَ سَيْئَةً فَإِنَّا أُقُوبَتَهَا تَنْدَفِعُ عَنْهُ بِعَشْرَةِ أَسْبَابٍ That if the believer commits a sin, then its punishment or its consequences is removed from him through ten ways. So these are the ten points that Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymi rahimahullah is going to teach us as to how we have our sins uh, or at least the consequence of our sins removed uh, and we are saved from them. The first one, Sheikh, as Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymi rahimahullah said, is So the first one that Shaykhul Islam mentions is the obvious one, and that is Tawbah. For us to repent, and then he says, uh, or he references the hadith, The one who repents from a sin is like the one who did not commit the sin. And this uh, is emphasizing the importance of Tawbah and it's something that we constantly and frequently speak about, and we hear the people of knowledge talking about. And the topic of tawbah on its own can uh, can be taught in many, many uh, lessons. For tawbah from the punishment, uh, tawbah from the sin is no, no doubt from the greatest ways of wiping away its consequences.
0: Shaykh, uh, tawbah, alhamdulillah, we've addressed it many, many times and we should always keep addressing it because it's a very important uh, principle in Islam to always repent. Sheikh, if you just briefly can talk about the danger of falling into despair and losing hope, where well, you have no way out, you know some people may have, you know, Allah protect us and guide us, strayed and fallen into a particular sin, and they become persistent and they feel uh, they feel hopeless, they feel despair, they feel at loss. You know, what's yeah. our advice to these types of people regards to in regards to tawbah? Nah,
1: no, there's no doubt, Sheikh, that. Um the shaytan, he works very hard to have us lose despair and hope especially in the mercy of Allah Azza wa because uh, he will not attain it uh, so he wants us to fall into that same despair to feel that we will not attain it ف, There are many brothers and sisters who unfortunately do lose hope in this way and Allah Azza has addressed them Yani, it's like he revealed a specific verse for those who um, tend to lose hope and think that they are doomed and that they will never be forgiven for the haram that they do. Allah Azza wa Jal says, say, O oh my servants who have transgressed on themselves, meaning by committing sin, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah, verily Allah forgives all sin. So this verse, we have to believe it with certainty that if I have committed a sin uh, and I commit sin, I should never lose hope that Allah will forgive the sin if I repent. tauba okay. uh, must be uh, constant and frequent in a person's life because all of the son of Adam falls into sin and falls into mistakes. But the difference between the believer and others is that the mu'min is quick to repent and he's frequently repenting. And that's why Allah Azza wa Jal Inna Allahi yuhibbu Verily, Allah loves the tawwabin. And as you know, Sheikh, in the Arabic language, the tawwabin uh, does not refer to the person that repents. It refers to the person who is frequently repenting. For the word oh, tawwab, yeah, the word tawab is uh, from siyah al-mubalagha. It's from the uh, statements of uh, excessiveness. They are excessively and uh, frequently seeking repentance from Allah. And that's the quality of the believer. Uh, and uh, a person can never stop sinning. This is the reality. All of the son of Adam sins. But the aim is that we meet Allah with sincere repentance. So it's as though we did not commit those sins that we did in our life.
0: Akbar, And this shows us that no, no matter what sin you fall into or how great the sin is, Allah's forgiveness is greater. No. And that you should never ever lose hope. As long as you are breathing, as long as you have your soul in your body, then seek repentance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. for that beautiful point. Let's move okay. on to number two. Naam. In ten things which wipe away sins. Shaykh
1: al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, uh, after mentioning the Tawbah, he mentions the next thing which is connected to Tawbah and similar to Tawbah, where he says, أو يستغفر فيغفر له or he makes istighfar, and the istighfar is granted to him. So the next um, action that wipes away sin or its consequences is al-istighfar, and that is another uh, deed that the believer must be uh, frequent uh, in doing, Uh, al-istighfar. And al-istighfar can be translated as uh, seeking forgiveness, and tawbah is uh, seeking repentance. And there is a slight difference uh, between the two sheikhs, as uh, as you know, and as the the people of knowledge have mentioned that uh, istighfar uh, is uh, it's a little bit, يعne, it's a little bit more dearer to the believer's heart because istighfar not only does it consist of wiping away the sin, but it also consists of having it covered for you by Allah Azza wa in this world and the next uh, life. Because we know there are certain people on the Day of Judgment who Allah exposes and disgraces due to their actions. For you making istighfar, not only does it wipe away the sin, but it is also asking Allah to cover that action for you in both worlds.
0: (laughs) Allahu Akbar, and this reminds me that one of the most common forms of Dua or the Dua the Prophet ﷺ taught Aisha to say in the last 10 days is linked to this no. and that is when Aisha asked the Prophet Sallallahu if I catch this night meaning Layatul Qadr what should I say And he taught her to say, So this is
1: directly linked
0: to Ramadan and the best part of Ramadan. And that is to seek Allah's pardon and forgiveness during these blessed days.
1: Without a doubt. And we had mentioned in the opening night of Ramadan, Shaykh, that there are obviously certain times where istighfar is best, like the final third of every night. Because the hadith mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he descends to the lowest heaven at the final third of every night and he says, who is seeking my forgiveness so that I may forgive him. So there's no doubt that this is from the best of times to seek forgiveness and that will wipe away the sin and its consequences uh, also. So we should all try to dedicate at least a portion of the final third of the night, even if it's just before Fajr, yeah, yani, it doesn't mean a person has to get up hours before. Yeah, yani, even if it's a short period before Fajr and simply pray and seek forgiveness from Allah Azza Wajal, the fruit and the reward in that we will not understand until we meet Allah Azza wa
0: Allahu Akbar. Now this uh, moving on to the third way which uh, wipes away sin or its consequences. No.
1: Shaykhul Islam, rahimahullah, he then moves on to point number three where he says, أو يعمل حسنات تمحوها فإن الحسنات He says, or he performs righteous actions for indeed the حسنات, the righteous actions wipe away the سيئات. Fa- Shaykh al-Islam was an amazing man and his uh, his way of deriving the, the laws and the principles of the sharia was unmatched uh, as they say Fa- he teaches us that uh, our deen uh, mentions that the righteous actions the hasanat they wipe away the sins so if a, uh, if a person finds himself fallen into a sin from the greatest ways of wiping away that sin and its consequences is by performing righteous actions, by performing good deeds. And we've um, come across the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he gave the advice to the uh, Sahabi, I, I think it was Ibn Abbas where he advised him and he said, uh, وَأَكْبِعِ الْحَسَنَةَ وَأَكْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ <تَمْحُهَا> uh, and uh, follow up an uh, evil deed with a good deed and it will wipe it away. ف, uh, this is very important. A lot of people fall into sin and they do not try to make up for it through righteous amal. Uh, it is important that if a person makes a mistake, he tries to make up for that mistake through righteous deeds. So the more righteous actions we perform, the more sins get wiped away. And the dean has mentioned many uh, hadith and verses related to this. Like it's enough that the Prophet ﷺ said, tamhu ma baynahuma, that the prayer to the prayer wipes away what's between it. And Ramadan to Ramadan wipes away what's between it. And Jum'ah to Jum'ah. And Umrah to Umrah. For that shows righteous actions naturally get rid of our sins and cleanse our sins. So you can have your sins forgiven just by performing righteous Alright. Sheikh, oh, uh,
0: you're reminding me of our 40 days A long, long time ago, (laughs) alhamdulillah. I remember when we used to make a mistake, let's just say on the football field, rugby league or whatever, you make a mistake and what are you taught from a young age coming up in the grades? (laughs) Make up for it. So you drop the ball, you do a mistake, (laughs) you do a head high tackle, which (laughs) we were known for, illegal tackle in other words. So what does your teammate say, your coach says? Make up for it. Make up for it. And subhanAllah al -al 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 our deen is beautiful. Our deen doesn't tell us if you fall into mistakes, just sit there and feel sorry for yourself. No. Get up. Exactly. Do a good deed according no. to the Quran and Sunnah. Be no. sincere. And really, this reminds us of the prayer. The prayer is amazing because prayer to prayer, as you mentioned, the hadith, it wipes away the sins that were done in between it. And there's hadith regarding it. And it reminds me of the ayah. Inna salata tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. Prayer is like a preventive measure and keeps you away from lewd actions, fawahish and wrongdoing. This is a a blessing in and of itself that we have five prayers a day and the wudu' and walking to the masjid and the sunan and all the rest of it. Allah is so merciful by giving us all these beautiful actions we can do.
1: Definitely. And that's a beautiful point, Sheikh. That shows that your righteous actions like the salah not only does it wipe away the sin, it protects you from sin as well. The more righteous actions we do, the more protection we gain for ourselves from sinning. For Righteous deeds will naturally, uh, when they are sincere, they will allow the person to leave off the haram. A lot of people ask this question, how can I stop doing haram? Sometimes it's very simple. Stopping the haram comes naturally by doing more, Righteous amal. For uh, when a person occupies his time or her time in obedience to Allah, by doing that, they will naturally uh, stop the sin and uh, uh, and leave the haram that they have been trying to to leave for for uh, a time period. For it's very important that we always do not stop doing righteous amal even if we're falling into sin and that brings another point Shaykh, where shaitan tries to play with people's minds by making them think that uh, if i do good while i'm doing bad i'm a hypocrite mm. this is subhanallah a point we hear a lot uh how can i do good if i'm already doing such and such bad yeah and i've even heard well billah people that refuse to pray because they feel that if I pray, I'm a hypocrite because I'm in too much haram. This type of person, shaitan, has taken him for the best ride. This is what shaitan wants. He wants to stop our righteous amal, making us think that that's the correct thing to do. Why? Because by doing our righteous amal, we're going to stop doing the haram or even have the haram wiped away. For shaitan will make people think this way.
0: Now, moving on to number four, Shaykh, in ways of having our sins uh, wiped away or their consequences.
1: No. The next point, point number four that Shaykh al-Islam mentions, he says, أَوْ uh, And this is related to the believers' love for each other and their uh, wanting of good for each other. He says uh, in the next point, or uh, his brothers make dua for him uh, from the believers and seek forgiveness for him both when he is alive and when he is dead. And that shows the bond and, uh, and uh, the connection of brotherhood in Islam. That as Muslims, we should be wanting what is best for each other. And that's why from the most noble deed we can do for each other, is make dua for each other, both when we are alive and when we are dead. And we know the hadith that when a Muslim makes dua for his brother غيب, behind his back, that there is an angel assigned to say and for you also. And subhanallah, based on that hadith, a lot of scholars said from the best way of having your own dua answered is to make dua for your brother. Right. Because by doing so, by default, there will be an angel making dua for you. And to have an angel make du'a for you is much heavier than you having your own du'a made for yourself. For making du'a for each other, uh, seeking forgiveness for each other is very important. And it's not limited to death. It's for both the living, but more importantly, the deceased also. So some people, Shaykh, they will be uh, in their graves uh, and they would have committed sins and they will be prevented from being punished due to the dua of their brothers oh, for them. And we know the Prophet wasallam. So, he said in the hadith that uh, any person, any believer that passes away and 40 people uh, pray on his jahaz, uh, on his janazah uh, who do not associate partners with Allah, yani 40 sinsim wahideen as a minimum 40, who stand at his funeral and seek forgiveness for him, except that Allah will make them an intercession for him. For how many people will be in their graves, pass away, and Allah actually saves them simply from the dua of their brothers who are alive?
0: Allahu Akbar. And the, the point there regarding having you know, believers make dua for you, it should want us to be around and be with and associate with believers on the kitab, on the sunnah, on the way of the salaf who are not with you for your materialistic uh, uh, achievements, but they're with you for Allah. And you meet with them for Allah and you part away from them for Allah because later on they're going to make dua to Allah for you, subhanAllah. Exactly,
1: without a doubt. And we will not appreciate the... um the value of uh, righteous companions uh, until we pass away. And subhanAllah, يعني, we've heard it before, يعني, choose your friends wisely for they will be the front line of your janazah.
0: Akbar.
1: For, SubhanAllah, imagine يعني, my friends, uh, my close associates, are people that do not fear Allah, people that uh, lack uh, deen, uh, people that do not know much about the religion. These are the people that, that are going to be at my funeral. Yeah, uh, and I have to ask myself: Do I want such people at my funeral? Do I want people at my funeral who don't even know how to make the du'a for the deceased? Yani, how many people pray the janazah and they don't know how to make the du'a in the third raka, uh, in the third takbir afwan for the deceased? For these things should yani, trigger something in our mind. Yani, who who am I associating with? Who am I going to have at my grave and my funeral making du'a? For me, someone that doesn't even know how to read, someone that doesn't even know how to pray. for Subhanallah, the importance of having righteous friends who fear Allah Azza wa Jal, we will know its value at times like that when we have passed away.
0: Iqbar. May yeah. Allah give us righteous friends who make dua for us when we're alive and when we have passed. Sheikh, moving on to the fifth and final point for tonight in ways which will wipe away our sins or the consequences of the sin.
1: Naam. The fifth uh, point, Sheikh, is related to the fourth one regarding the righteous people in our life. He said, أَوْ fihi فِيهِ أَوْ يُهْدُونَ لَهُ مِن ثَوَابِ أَعْمَالِهِمْ مَا يَنفَعُ اللَّهُ bihi. Or these righteous people gift him from their righteous actions that which Allah allows him to benefit from. And this point, Shaykh, gifting the deceased with righteous actions is related to things like dua for him, wow. sadaqah jariya uh, for him, and things like a righteous child who makes a dua for his uh, a parent that has passed away. For subhanallah, this is from Allah's Rahmah. Some people who will be in their grave uh, facing the possibility of punishment for their shortcomings and then you will have believers on earth who are performing righteous actions on behalf of that deceased person, whether it's doing Hajj on his behalf, whether it's doing Umrah uh, on his behalf, whether it's... uh, giving charity, sadaqa on his behalf, uh, making a sadaka jariyah on his behalf. No. All of these actions that are gifted to the deceased which have come in the sunnah, this will be a reason for the believer being saved from his sins while he is in his grave and in the next life. For it's important for us as Muslims not to forget our dead brothers and sisters for wallahi they are in need of that which we do not know just like we will be in need of those who will help us also. So we should always be encouraged uh, and not forget our brothers and sisters that have passed away in terms of sadaqa and uh, righteous actions righteous actions that we can uh, give on their behalf. Also,
0: Sheikh, if they've had a beneficial source of knowledge or they've spread beneficial knowledge, continue spreading it for them.
1: No, I'm definitely without a doubt. That's also a an excellent point. If you find that your brother or sister has passed away and left a legacy, continue that legacy. And uh, we've seen this with uh, some of our brothers um uh, who have passed away who left a legacy before they passed away and walillahilhamd there were brothers that, that continued uh, that le- that legacy like brother Ali Banat, Rahmatullah Aleh, Brother Muhammad Nagi, Rahmatullah. Uh, they left a small amal uh, before their passing and Alhamdulillah there were brothers that continued that action. You've got the scholars who pass away and then the students who continue um uh, flourishing their knowledge uh, and spreading the knowledge of 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 the ulama and the scholars. For so there's no doubt that this is from the the ihsan towards the deceased. That if they have left something good, that we try to continue that for them.
0: Excellent, barakallah fiik, Shaykh. And that's the five for tonight. Ten things no. which wipe away sins. Part two will be next Friday night. Be with me Just quickly to recap, the Sheikh mentioned five tonight from the works of Sheikh Al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah. He mentioned tawbah, seeking forgiveness, and performing good righteous actions which wipe away sins. Also, a brother making uh, dua uh, for the individual, whether he is uh, alive or dead or seeking forgiveness on his, be- on, on his behalf from the believers. And also the last one, the righteous friend gifting uh, the deceased with some righteous actions such as dua, sadaqa jariya or A pious child uh, making dua for the deceased or spreading an ongoing knowledge or legacy that the person left behind. I'd like to thank the Sheikh for being with us tonight. Any final words, the Sheikh?
1: Barakallah <laughs> fiqh, Ya Sheikh, zakla khair. We ask Allah Azza wa to cleanse us of our sins in Amen. the blessed month of Ramadan.
0: Amen. And I'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters for being with us tonight. And until next week, uh, until next time, Afwan, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio the
0: voice of al sunnah wal jamaa